Hey guys, welcome to the Podcasters Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about when you don't need video and why you should do a podcast without video if you are in a certain box. Kane. All right, so the main time, if not the only time you don't do a video version of your podcast is before you sign up to Riverside FM. Oh, everyone thought they were getting away with that. that oh, 100% idiots. <laughs> Idiots. If you don't have a Riverside FM account, you can't have a video podcast. So if you don't, I get it. But there's discount codes. If, uh-huh. if you want 4K video, high fidelity audio, and you just look like a professional podcaster, sending a Zoom link is childish. Mm. Do you know what I mean? All you need to do is send them the link. It opens in their browser, 4K, wonderful audio video, and there's money off. There is 15% off with the pod. With the code PODCAST15, capital P. Use the link in the show notes. Okay, the second reason you might not want a video podcast is you're spinning lots of plates, right? Mm. So if you're starting off, and I get it, you we've said it a few times, you should be outsourcing as much production as possible unless you are like by trade a videographer. That will not fit into everyone's budget. And if you're doing it by yourself, and you're not by trade a videographer or an editor, right? You're probably not going to want to be doing an audio podcast, learning to edit audio and treat that video, then learning what sort of long form video works on YouTube. But then you've got to learn different editing styles for the short form clips. And then there's just a lot to learn, a lot going on, lots of plates, and you're going to feel overworked and overwhelmed and you'll give up. Mm -hmm. 99.99% of people that aren't outsourcing it are a beginner, aren't a videographer or editor you will probably give up if you're trying to do all of those things. Start with the audio. And I think that's... It's funny, I was talking to Tom about this, right? So if you're going to podcast for a few months and give up, don't do it. It's a a forever thing, really. If you're doing it anything short of two years, if you're starting it and go, I'm going to do a a season, right? Don't bother. It's pointless. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get anything out of it. Do some social clips, run some ads, right? Whatever. Don't do a podcast. But if this is a long-term thing, which it should be, because building brand, marketing, content creation isn't just something you do for a bit. If you've got a personal brand or a company, guess what? You never stop marketing. So this is a long-term thing. And if you're committed to doing it long-term slash forever, don't feel like you have to achieve everything now and get all the results now. Because that's why people fall in the trap of them buying followers and things like this, because they feel like shit, because I've only got zero subscribers on YouTube or whatever, and they're trying to gain the system. Like, like us, we create brand new accounts to try and give people a bit of confidence that, hey, you haven't missed the boat of YouTube and social media. At the moment, we're only really posting shorts and sort of clips from this podcast just for ease from us. And because we're talking about growing a following, early on, you did get people commenting saying, oh, well, you're talking about growing a podcast following, but you've got, you know, 100 um, followers on TikTok. So, yeah. And then, because you can only grow so quickly and then... Guess what? Now it's a thousand, and then soon it'll be ten thousand, and we're getting hundreds of thousands of views, and it's working. But it takes time. Mm. But it would have been really easy to go. Oh, we're talking about growing a brand in marketing, so we have to appear to have a massive following, which isn't going to happen overnight. And then you could go buy a million followers on TikTok that are all fake. That looks good when somebody lands on your account, but then it breaks and hinders your account. It's the same as those people who try who spend ten years trying to get rich quick. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Year nine, started a new project. This one's going to be the one that makes me rich. How long left have you got? A year. So, all right, I'm going to get rich quick. Cool. Why didn't you just do the same thing for 10 years? Yeah. Like, Joe, it's exactly that. And I think 
you're better off just starting with baby steps. And mm. you, what, what's the quote? People massively overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but massively underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years. And I think 10 years is, I think that's a Bill Gates quote or, or someone like that, or Steve Jobs. It's like, I'm not even talking about 10 years. The, um, what podcasters can achieve in like two to three is, is mental. I say to people, mm. you can get so many things wrong, but if you just consistently upload to podcasting every week for two years, you will be doing really well just organically because most people don't reach it that far and you're just going to rank really high. Mm. So start off slow. We do a podcast about podcasts and the first 50 episodes was audio only and wasn't being posted to socials. The main reason you do video or sorry, you do audio only is just because you can't balance all those things to start with. And that is okay. Mm. And we talk about on the podcast and, you know, when we run our three-day training, through the three-day training, I have to mention it like 50 times. I'm going to teach you optimal, but also I'm going to talk to you about what you could do. Right, I'm going to talk to you about things. certain things that you have to do, and certain yeah. things that ideally you do. Yeah, yeah, you work up to them. Like having you posting every day on every channel, being long form on YouTube, medium form on YouTube, transcribe podcasts into blogs or chapters of books, audio podcasts once or twice a week, getting all these great guests, getting these sponsors. Right, that's what we're working towards. That's optimal, but perhaps you just start with an audio podcast once a week and you post to LinkedIn, which is your main platform. Good. I was speaking to someone earlier actually, who's. I was talking about he launched what, a couple of weeks ago. He's maybe 10 episodes in. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to start a YouTube channel now. Start just uploading the video on there. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're just uploading a Zoom file to YouTube, it's not like yeah. that time it's taken to do that. It's for you to say, oh, I've got a YouTube now. It's probably going to do you no good. One, you're asking people to go somewhere mm-hmm. else. So it's a call to action, which... I know we take the piss with it sometimes, mm-hmm. but like people don't like being sold to all the time. You're selling them to click on something to your YouTube channel. If they get there and it's crap. Yeah. So oh, what a waste of time. I was like, why don't you spend that time being a guest on other shows instead? Or spend that time, if you want to do video, do short form straight to video camera that you post to your social media channel. Mm. Like there's no, people go, oh, just to have a YouTube. It's like that your time is so much better spent elsewhere, particularly for shows that are super niche as well. That's where, if you're quite broad, we've spoke before, if you are broad, you you kind of need video. You need video. You need high production. You need great guests. You need to be a great host. But we try and focus on the niche podcast. And the niche podcast you can make, and we have clients making six figures a year through audio-only podcasts. Yeah. So just figuring out where you fit is more important than just trying to fit a little bit everywhere. Yeah, and you could think about your audience as well. Like generally, the listeners to this are a bit older. Mm. You know, they're professionals. They're busy. A lot of our listeners aren't really on the YouTube space. No, most people listen to our show when driving, from when I've asked. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Driving or running or walking. So have, have a think about who your audience is, because remember this, because this will probably be you at some point. The amount of times I, I work with an audio-only client, and they're like, oh, my audience keeps asking for the, the video version. Like, my, People keep begging mm-hmm. for the YouTube. It's like, show me. How many? Like, one a month? Mm. great you're gonna start a whole youtube channel on one person or two people asking if you got anything shy of like 30 people asking you consistently for video versions like, guess what it's not worth it mm. because it's youtube works by showing your content to a portion of your subscribers then if they like it and engage then a few more then a few more and then it gets into the wider algorithm and it does it in these stages and that's why if you look through your analytics you probably see um tiktok similar like, like certain milestones like on tiktok people know of the 200 view curse 
then it goes mm-hmm. to about 700 then it goes to about sort of a thousand to 1200 and those are the stages that if you just if the content wasn't quite good enough it will sort of get capped at that and you'll sort of see consistency in these numbers now unless you're going to put a lot of work and effort into great titles great thumbnails the first 30 seconds of the video have really good production value have content people actually care about we don't do long form content on youtube because i just don't think it's going to land as well as i was say that's the other thing we've started off by saying if you have got facilities to do it we have we're in a studio got a producer over there and we've got three cameras we're still not uploading the full length because it's also realizing what sort of content you do right mm. and for us we've sat here and thought now we could do it and we'd probably say to a lot of people it's worth trying but the problem is for us is if we do it and it doesn't pick up it looks really bad on us we knew the short form stuff would pick up because there's a lot of really actionable tips we talk about but the long form of these two people discussing and it being educational not really isn't really going to hit on the lot on on um on the youtube long form content and the same goes with solo content it's can't think really of any solo podcast where people sit and watch one person talk to a camera. No, I'll give you one slight caveat to solo because that was one of the things I could bring up. Solo content is really unknown now on YouTube. Things like meditations, yes, yeah, work. I get it's not quite a podcast, but you know we have anxiety coaches that do meditations as an episode a week. Mm-hmm. Things like that can work quite well, or you know people do like short form motivational things. That stuff lends itself to YouTube quite well. But if it's like a solo educational type content, like here's how you do X, don't do it on YouTube. Don't yeah. do a video version. You short do form. People like the short form of that. It's yeah. not so much. I feel like long form is best suited to people doing interviews or bigger 100%. groups of people. Then you, or comedy stuff, because people like to watch comedy yeah. content. So like Shits and Gigs is the same preface of like two mates sat there talking into a mic, discussion based. Yeah. But it's not discussion based about how to monetize a podcast. It's discussion based about something outrageous that they've yes, done last it's, weekend. You know, it's, it's a completely shift of topic because the discussion around an educational topic is, can't see people sit there and watching it, but it's something people listen to while they're driving or while they're running or while they're working. Right? 100%. I think for us, if we were to do long form YouTube, it would be more hands-on practical things like, you know, getting equipment on the desk in front of us to go like, this is how you use it. This is what we recommend. Here's pros and cons. Here's a sound test of, you know, three different mics. Or here's the editing software. Here's how you edit a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Like that sort of show and tell stuff would work on YouTube. But two guys talking about how to start scale, monetize your podcast, it's just not working. It's not working unless we did way more interviews. But Yeah, I was going to say the interview stuff probably could, but we don't want to be sit there uploading inconsistent. No, exactly. When we talk about consistency all the time. So listen, most of you will be doing interview shows. Fine, turn on the camera. Should you have the capacity to do that or have a team Hmm. now what i would say genuinely is sign up to a riverside account turn on your webcam i just use my iphone as a webcam from my home studio and even if you don't upload it but it sits in a drive you can use it later and also you get one clip maybe one clip is going to be your promotional like asset that you use on instagram right you can still use video without using all of it that's the other thing it isn't no video or all video yeah you can use clips you can do trailers you can do the whole lot you can there's different ways to use video and it's figuring out kind of what works with your audience. And another thing going back to you saying recording the old episodes is one of our clients has recently said to us that, Hey, I want to do video now. So it's like, cool. They've done a hundred episodes of audio podcasts. They want to do video. They've launched a YouTube channel. Now we've launched a YouTube channel with a couple of older episodes with massive CEOs who have huge following on the likes of LinkedIn, who are going to promote it. 
um, because they've recorded a video of every single podcast they've done. Nice. So the first few episodes aren't the right ones in order necessarily, but they're looking to start their own studio or start recording in person. But until then, these old virtual interviews they, they've done with massive names have been a great way to start the YouTube because they've been able to leverage their audience. So them recording those episodes, even though they're probably not going to use 90% of them, has helped them to actually get the YouTube off the ground in the first few weeks. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's good for yeah. them. Anything else you could think of who shouldn't do video? No, not from me. What, what I would say is these are generally like questions, problems mm. that we get from mostly clients or people we speak to at events. Like if you have a question about your podcast or you're struggling, message us or leave us a review. Like do mm. something. We're happy to answer your specific questions, problems, and pain points. Mm. We want to give back to the community. Appreciate you all listening. Just message us if you've got a question and we'll do an episode on it. Awesome. And one very, very last thing. Don't record video if you've got nowhere that looks presentable. There's nothing worse than a shit-looking video. Oh yeah, with I, a bad background. I have had one. Like we've um, seen people, and it's like their family room, or whatever. They've got young kids, and it's just shite all over the floor, and it's like all toys everywhere, crap on the counter. It just looks dreadful. It's yeah, like, just come on, just just do audio. If yeah, you've yeah. got nowhere that's presentable in your house, yeah, and we're not talking about having to have screens. No, no, and a whole plain studio. background's fine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A, a bookshelf and a fake plant goes a long way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and also don't put a fake background. No, no green screens allowed. Yeah. No green screens allowed. Definitely zoom not like the virtual, yeah, the, the virtual zoom backgrounds. ones. Yeah, shambles none of that. None of Do that. You know what? I quite liked Courtney's when she was on the other day. She had like a nice bookshelf behind her. Bookshelves go a long way, mate. Yeah. They do. A bit of colour. And um, on that, so B&Q have started doing, this is what I've got at home, is um, like acoustic panelling. Sort of floor to ceiling. You can get, um, I've got some on one room, which is like a light wood color, and another one that's matte black painted wood. And it's acoustic. So, you know, I live in a new build, box rooms, terrible acoustics. It helps a little bit. Fairly plain, cheap, easy to install, looks pretty aesthetic. And, you know, that, that's a good shout. If you, even if it is just a corner of a room, you can mm. buy a couple of panels. Because if your camera zoomed in enough, like, it's not like the whole room needs to look presentable. It's just a part of a plain wall. Yeah. Awesome. Till next time. Have a rest.